Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 4th of April. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick off with the scores on the doors today. And the Dow Jones up 327 points or just shy of 1%, 33,602. We had a high of 359 up and a low in negative territory for a change, down 28. NASDAQ slipping, sliding down 32 points or 0.27%, 12,189. And the S&P 500 up 15, 41.25, up 0.37 in the middle for diddle. And the VIX volatility index, 185 down 0.8, getting around the price to start buying it again, if that is your want. The ASX Spy Futures up a measly four points after the 45-point rally yesterday. So nothing shaking but the trees for us today. But of course, the RBA is going to be the lid on the market, at least in the short term, after 2.30 this afternoon, when we get the pronouncement from Phil Lowe. I nearly said Rob Lowe, but Phil Lowe, and his merry band of brothers uh, that should release the monster in the market, at least. And I suspect we might push a little bit higher than those four points. But we shall see how things pan out. As far as US stocks go overnight, we had Apple up 0.8, Meta up 0.5, Google up 0.6, Microsoft down 0.4, Amazon down 0.9, Tesla reversing that rise yesterday uh, was down 6.1% on their sales numbers. Netflix up Point eight. The U.S. banks not doing very much at all. J.P. Morgan down 0.12. Citigroup down 0.4. Goldman down 0.2. Bank of America unchanged. Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 1.2%. Over in European banks, UBS are down 2.9%. Barclays up 1.7%. And Deutsche up 1.2%. European markets are a little bit mixed. We had the stock 600 pretty much unchanged. FTSE up 0.5%. A lot of energy stocks in the FTSE. Germany down 0.3, France up 0.3, Spain down 0.8 of a percent. In the bond markets, US 10-year yields eased back again, 7.5 basis points, 3.415, two years, 3.97, dipping below 4. The Aussie 10-year, 3.248, down 7.1 basis point. Bitcoin lost 1.6%. The Aussie dollar a little bit easier, 67.81. And the US dollar index losing 0.4 of a percent in commodities. The big story, of course, is oil prices at the moment after that surprise OPEC cut of around a million barrels a day. More in Henry's take today on the OPEC production cut and the price rise many Analysts now coming out and talking about $100 for oil. Of course, that is pretty much after the fact. Horse and bolted does spring to mind. We are only up to uh, 84 at the moment, but there has been a big run in the oil price uh, post that announcement. And uh, certainly more on that today in Henry's take. We had Brent crude up 5.8%, $4.66, 84.40. 
We had WTI up 6.2%, $4.72, $80.35. And the gold price, $14.90 up, 0.8% up, 1984. Still can't crack that 2000 level. LME commodities, we had copper down 1%, nickel down 1.7%, aluminium up 0.8%, zinc down 1.1%, lead up 0.2%, and ton down 0.2 of a percent. Iron ore yesterday having a nasty day down 3%, $3.81 to 122.20, and the Dalian iron ore futures fell 1% as well. Coal looking good though, up around 7%, following oil higher. But lithium once again, well and truly on the nose, down around 3% again. So no love lost there for lithium stocks. In resource stocks generally, BHP down 1%, Rio down 0.7% in ADR terms. That's American depository receipts. Uh, Freeport McMoran up 0.7%, Alcoa down 1.9%. Tech, I'm sure that's a misprint, so I won't even go for tech. Anglo-American unchanged, Glencore down 2.6%, Arbomile down 1.2%. So no good news again in the lithium space. CBA overseas trade doesn't trade a lot overseas, but it does trade overseas. was up 2.3% there. Uh, But the Dow climbing that 327 points. It was the fourth positive session for the Dow and the S&P. The Energy Select Sector Spider Fund, XLE, which does track the S&P 500 energy sector, popped more than 4%. Marathon Oil and Halliburton were the fund's best performers, rising nearly 10% and 8% respectively. Tesla shares, another one of the highlights last night, down around 7%, and that was around about the lows of the day. Weaker than expected deliveries data for the the first quarter, rather. Tesla delivered 422,875 vehicles in the first quarter, while analysts were expecting around 400 and 32,000 cars being delivered. Morgan Stanley's chief U.S. equity strategist, Mike Wilson, has warned investors on Monday that the tech sector's recent outperformance may not last. Brave call after a 20% rally in the tech sector. And that is the best performing sector this year, up around that 20%. S&P 500 is up around 7%. We did get some economic data out last night. We've got a US ISM manufacturing missed lowest headline since May 20. New orders down and employment component lowest since July 20. So that is uh, playing into the hands of the Fed at the moment, showing that there is maybe a cooling in the US economy. Uh, So they are now saying that it is a toss up whether the Fed does raise interest rates in May. And the Bank of America analyst, the equity and quant strategist of Bank of America, says equity sentiment is now worse than the global financial crisis. I don't quite know where that comes from, given the Nasdaq has rallied 20%. uh, But they say that that could signal the rally has room to run. They say their sell-side indicator, the SSI, our contrarian sentiment indicator tracks U.S. sell-side strategists' average recommended allocations to stocks, and the average allocations ticked down 22 basis points in March to 52.7. So there you go. Um, that is uh, flashing some warning signs for them. On the local market, of course, today, it is all about the RBA. Some 
words of wisdom, perhaps words of wisdom anyway, on that in Henry's take today with the RBA. Let's face it, they are pretty close to the top, pretty close to the peak, whether we go 25 basis points today or pause. To be honest, I don't think it really matters that much. The pain after 11 rate rises has already been inflicted. And if we do see this oil price continue to kick higher, uh, that is going to be some instant pain for many as they fill their Land Cruisers and Hiluxes up with petrol. Yesterday we saw some numbers out locally on new home construction lending activity falling to a record low in February. New loans for owner-occupiers to build a home fell 4.8% in February and uh, a seasonally adjusted terms, the lowest in ABS records that go back to 2002. The fun and games continues at Liontown at the moment. Albemarle now going direct to shareholders. One of the problems with uh, Albemarle has with Liontown is a remarkable percentage of shares are tied up by a small group of people uh, very loyal to Tim Goida. Uh, Albemarle is taking a break from buying the Liontown shares. Well, it can't actually buy any Liontown shares because the price of Liontown is above the bid price. Don't forget, we did have a look at some of the rules surrounding Uh, takeovers in Australia yesterday and one of the questions that was asked yesterday was why or how is it allowed that uh, the likes of Jerry Harvey etc can continue to buy shares in Harvey Norman if they have over 20% well they are allowed to buy shares in their own companies uh, provided they don't go over that 3% in the six months. So Albemarle is now canvassing retail and other shareholders, big shareholders, and making a three-pronged pitch, apparently. One, that its share bid of $2.50 was a big premium to the prevailing price. It is well-funded to execute. Well, I think uh, Liontown also is well-funded, although there is a small gap, which they could probably easily fill in this environment. And they say it would free shareholders from the uncertainty of years until production. And uh, apparently, according to the AFR, Albemarle has shown, also shown remarkable restraint with its on-market buying. Sources said the US China limited itself to buying at $2.50 to avoid resetting the minimum threshold for future bids, meaning it did most of its shopping around Tuesday and has since sat still. In other news out today, BWX has been placed in voluntary administration. Finally, looks like CBA's decision Uh, to uh, pull the plug has precipitated that. One or two broker moves out today as well. LaVisa Holdings upgraded to positive from neutral at Evans & Partners. Chalice Mining, CHN, the code there, downgraded to neutral from overweight at JP Morgan. Corporate Travel Management initiated hold at Jefferies. And Bank of Queensland has been downgraded to negative from neutral at Evans & Partners. Well, that's it from me. As far as question of the day goes, it's RBA day today, 2.30, the board meeting winds up. Do you want interest rates to go up or do you want them to stay where they are? Of course, it depends on your personal financial situation. But do you want interest rates to go up or do you want them to stay where they are? Simple yes or no will do. Well, that's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you. 